0: Today, we're going to be discussing Vaporware, what we use to keep track of our collections. Uh, We're going to look at some different game variants. Uh, If you guys are collectors out there, we're going to show you some different variants to keep an eye out for. And we're going to wrap things up with a pulse check where we take a look at uh, two games or sometimes systems, just depending on what we want to do, Mm -hmm. and kind of see where the market is with those two items, just to get a taste. Uh, With me as always, my good friend Wes. Wes, how are you doing? I'm good.
1: What's going on?
0: I'm good too, man. Can't complain. Can't complain. Happy to be here talking about games. Uh, Real quick, guys, before we get started, please consider supporting us over on Patreon, patreon patreon.com slash You can support us for as little as $1 a month. Um, You can get ad free access starting at the $5 tier. And there's exclusive content every month from a variety of our creators. Also, if you haven't checked out other content, we cover poker, um, we cover uh, toys, collectibles, wrestling, movies, music, all sorts of things. So please check out everything at enthusiast.com. You can see everything we're covering over there. All right, Wes, so first up, we're going to be discussing vaporware. And obviously, these are titles that basically, they were real at some point, but they're mm-hmm. not real anymore. I mean, they don't exist in a complete final form. They were never released. You might be able to see, like, pictures or, you know, there might be, like, Existing demos or stuff out there, but these games never came to market is ultimately what paperware is, correct? Correct. All right. So we came up with a list of probably, I don't know, five to 10, somewhere in the middle. I don't know. Um, Wes, where would you like to begin, sir? <laughs> you know, let's
1: let's start with uh, a game that they showed in the magazines for at least a year, two years, if I'm not mistaken. StarCraft Ghosts. Oh, yeah. Man, They the from the pictures, StarCraft Ghost looked great.
0: Yeah, it looked cool. I mean, everybody was super stoked on it. Of course, mm-hmm. you know, it never came to be. I do remember, you know, um, uh, Wes and I used to work at GameStop slash EB Games. And mm-hmm. I know their pre-orders were going on for that for like ever. Like people had pre-orders down. And it was, it was like that pre-order was like three <laughs> years old. That game never came out. Eventually, they finally canceled it. But it took forever. Forever.
1: forever. It did. It did. And every month we get in the magazines we get another preview. Mm-hmm. You know, it was very ambitious. It was a stealth type of shooter uh, set in the world of StarCraft. Yeah. Oh man, there was it had a female lead if I, if I remember correctly. They kept showing yeah the girl with the red hair in the pictures and.
0: I don't remember all that well, so I'm going to take your word on it. I have no idea. It's been it's been a, a good decade or two, or maybe three at this point. I have no idea. I have no this, sense of time anymore.
1: It's been it's been a minute. It's been a minute. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I, I, I know. I was excited. I was super excited. I think everybody was super excited for it.
0: Not me. I don't care about StarCraft. So, oh, I, I it's just <laughs> you know this being a shooter or something it might be more interesting to me, but. Uh, I didn't okay. care. I I didn't preorder. I had no intention on buying it anyway. So this didn't affect me at all. <laughs> <laughs> but I know people love StarCraft. I understand it's a it's a big big thing.
1: Yeah, like I said, it, it basically the hype they were building surrounding this game, it just it was it was off the charts, and then we never got it.
0: Nope. <sighs> what we did get is sort of a vertical slice, or like it wasn't really a demo i don't know how many stages it was we got uh a le- i guess a leaked release of a castlevania game that was supposed to come out on dreamcast this was castlevania resurrection and this only came out within the past few years i would say within the past like three to four years this was released Wes, did you play this do so you know what i'm talking about
1: uh, i i do know what you're talking about i remember the game Again, it was previewed in all the gaming magazines back then. Uh, it was uh, supposed to be shown at E three for the Dreamcast. It was a three D version of Castlevania, and I actually got a chance to play it not too long ago. And nice. uh, I see why they canceled it. Wow. <laughs> it was it was horrible.
0: <laughs> well, I guess that's better that they they just canceled it then. Yeah, how big was it? Like, was it like a le- like what? Like what was
1: it? It was it was a level. It was it was it was was a level. It was like a section of a town. Um, You played the the main character was a female. She was a a Belmont, and she had her whip. But it the camera was horrible. The controls were horrible. The hit detection was horrible. But again, I understand it was a demo, and it was supposed to be shown at E3. And I can't believe they were making an attempt to show this at E3.
0: I wonder if they pulled it and, like, they did, didn't It show end up showing it at all at E3. I have no idea. I wonder the history about that.
1: Yeah, I, I don't remember. Because, you know, I went to E3 several years in a row, and I don't remember seeing it there. Yeah. Unless it was, like, one of those behind closed doors where only, like, media people got a chance to check it out.
0: Possibly. It's definitely possible. Um, but either way, you can check that out now. I think you can download it on pc and stuff there's there's ways for you to play that thing if you decide to waste your time that's one way you could get, like,
1: <laughs> but just, you know just like starcraft ghosts it was you know the magazine showed this picture a 3d castlevania and especially for dreamcast you know eh, dreamcast lovers were
0: super exciting mm-hmm. super exciting that would have been cool I mean, it if, been, it, if it was good, it would have been cool. There <laughs> you go. <I> had a, <laughs> it had a chance to be cool, and it was not, It was going to suck, so it went away, and I'm cool with that. That's fine. <laughs> Wes, this is next one I'm going to let you talk about because I know very little about these games. I haven't played them. If I did, I have only played them for a very short period of time.
1: Oh, but man.
0: I'll let you take this away. Now, I I also am not sure if they ever officially announced this or not. I definitely heard rumors and stuff. Uh, so, But, Wes, you, you said they announced it at some point right
1: left we're, we're talking about left for dead oh left 4 dead. man left for dead three, oh, 4 dead 3. Uh, loved 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 one and two love one and two and they after two they did a couple little DLC and they kept teasing three they kept showing a zombie hand with three fingers and it had valve underneath because valve made the first two.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And they kept showing the same image over and over and over again. So we like, okay, it's coming. And they stayed, they said, well, we're going to do Evolve instead.
0: Oh, did they make Evolve? It was I didn't know garbage. Valve made
1: I think the, the people, I think Valve kind of disbanded. Oh.
0: Yeah, that studio, like, yep. I don't think they were owned by Val. I think they were like in a second party sort of relationship, mm-hmm. and then they span off. They they did their own thing. Yeah, you're right. And that that game was supposed to be terrible.
1: It was. It wasn't Left for Dead, and I mean, I was super excited. I was like, yes, okay, the people that made Left for Dead, yes, 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 give it to me. And they could have kept it. It was. It was what it was. But, well, sorry,
0: right, Wes. You got back for blood, so that makes up for it, right?
1: I did. I did get back for blood, even though they kept teasing the zombie fingers with three. That Left for Dead Three was still coming. You know, I back for blood was just as good because it was identical to Left for Dead. They just changed the name.
0: Yeah, I heard it wasn't as good as like the Left for Dead games, but like if you needed something to fill the void, it, it did the job.
1: That was it. I mean, you could play single player. And have, like, bots control your other characters. Or you can jump online, play with some friends. And that's how I played Left 4 Dead. Like, you know, I, me and a bunch of friends would jump on and play. And it was it was so much fun. So much fun.
0: Look, one game that I wanted that should have been available to play online with my friends that just got canceled and completely left me heartbroken was Time Splitters 3. <laughs> oh, man. Woo, one and two were fantastic. Yeah. One and two were great. It's been a long time. And that team was like, you know, that team disbanded a long time ago. And then uh this company, Embracer Group, I did a video about a while ago. You guys can go check out about how I told you it was like a mistake what they were doing and buying all these companies. Well, it's starting to fall apart. Ne- nevertheless, like exactly, you know, what I was talking about was going to be a problem. And basically, they re... You know, they managed to get a lot of the team back together and they were going to make it do time splitters. And that was like, oh, hell yeah. It's been only like 20 years. Like, let's get a new time splitters. All right. That's cool. Um, Maybe Embracer's going to do some cool stuff. They just canceled the game and destroyed the studio. So the the studio doesn't exist anymore. Time splitters is gone. I mean, they could always give it to another one of their other studios. It probably was stuck in like some sort of development hell, I'm sure. Um, But. They also are in like really bad financial situations and they probably just said it's not going to be what it once was, which is probably true, but you don't need to give it a huge budget like you really don't. It's a linear first person shooter that had multiplayer also, right? So throw a few multiplayer maps in, make a, a single player campaign, call it a day. But I guess that was too complicated <laughs> and put a plus too much money as well.
1: That would have been cool because then, you know, the first time splitters came out for PS2. It was fine, but then they kind of amped it up with the second one. And the second one was just so good.
0: Yeah. So good. Th- there was a third one. It was uh, Future Perfect, but they didn't call it three. I think this one was just going to be called Time Splitters Three, or maybe it was going to use a different subtitle. So just mm-hmm. to be clear, there was Time Splitters One, Time Splitters Two, Future Perfect. Those three did come out.
1: Future Perfect. Wait, is that the one with the guy with the gun on the cover?
0: He's wearing like really small sunglasses, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Or some sort of like things in his eyes. But yeah, he's, he's definitely holding a gun. Well, there's always somebody holding a gun on these covers. But...
1: That's true, too. <laughs> That's true, too. I'm just trying to get my cover straight.
0: Yeah. He's like, he was like, like super jacked up, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was future perfect.
1: And all these games are just, they just break our hearts, man. They tease us and tease us and then poof, it's gone. Just like the next game on the list. And they keep teasing me. And they're still teasing me. They sent out postcards, Christmas cards with the characters. It's coming, it's coming, it's coming. And the game I'm talking about is Beyond Good and Evil 2.
0: Wes, I hope you got another lifetime somewhere uh, to pull out. Because that's how long you'll be waiting for that game to come out.
1: They keep teasing us. They keep throwing little. Im- they showed images. They there was like a video uh, that showed like a demo of our cutscene. You know, like I said, there was uh, one holiday they sent out Christmas cards with the characters from Beyond Good and Evil. It was like, okay, it's coming, it's coming, and we're still waiting. I don't think it's officially canceled yet, so I don't know if we can <laughs> classify this as vaporware. But it's 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 about to be.
0: Yeah, I, I don't think it's officially canceled either. I think it, it surpassed um, uh, Duke Nukem Forever as like the longest game in development. Because like, Duke Nukem was over a decade, and this has definitely been over a decade. So oh, Without a doubt. It's um, not this longer. Is probably, like, two, yeah, this is like, I think, 12 years or something. So, <laughs> I mean, that's insane. Um, I'm sure the project got rebooted a bunch of times. But to your point, they never officially said this was canceled, but come on. Like come on just just say that it's canceled to move on right stop teasing us it's crazy
1: because the first one the first game was was really good it was really good
0: you know i picked it up on xbox 360 like on the back back and pat i need to go back and play that i I, it was like three dollars i was like yeah i'll buy this i never got the chance to play it i unfortunately still haven't gotten the chance to play it but uh I do have the HD Xbox 360 version. So when I do play it, that'll be the way that I do it.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. You it, Everybody should at least experience it once. And then you'll feel how I feel, where <laughs> you can't wait for a sequel. You want another one.
0: What system did you buy it on back in the day? Because you had your choice between Xbox, GameCube, and PS2. So which one did you grab it for?
1: I bought it for Xbox.
0: Xbox? Okay. I almost bought it for GameCube at one point. I do remember seeing it there, and it dropped mm-hmm. to like 20 bucks, And I was like, uh, I'm going to get something else instead. <laughs> But I almost picked it up on GameCube. And I probably should have. I bet you that GameCube version is probably worth the most out of those three.
1: Probably. Because they probably did the... the, That had, like, the the lowest print run. run. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I got the Xbox because, at the time, that was the most powerful system. So, like, if it came out on multiple systems, I got... I usually generated for the Xbox just because of that reason alone.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. I bought a lot of games on Xbox for the same reason. This was probably the biggest demo, like one of the biggest demos, it, 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 definitely in the past like 10 or 20 years, maybe of all time. PT was announced, showed off. This was a, a teaser for a new Silent Hill game. This was from Hideo Kojima. Obviously, we all know what happened to Kojima and Konami. That whole thing fell apart and the game never came out, but it's still one of the scariest and most awesome demos ever. Did you ever have a chance to check out PT, Wes?
1: Nope and i'm so upset like when i didn't even know what it was i didn't even hear about it until like way after the fact and then when i went to try to go download it it was gone
0: yeah if you didn't get it within that period of time it was up for a few months you know but you know once things started falling apart between kojima and uh, konami then they started to uh take down the demo so it wasn't available anymore and then if you also deleted it you can't re-download it either like the only way to exist now is if you have it saved. And I think people have gone back and, like, found ways and got it on, like, PC and stuff. So mm-hmm. I think there, is, there are ways that you can still play it. Okay. Um. Yeah, like, that demo was super creepy, Wes. So if you, if you get a chance, like, even if you play it on PC, I highly recommend uh, running through that demo.
1: I really like the Silent Hill games. So when I heard it was, like, a, a Silent Hill demo, and I went to look for it and it was like, nope, sorry.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was it was similar to what Resident Evil later did with the kitchen. They had the kitchen demo, you know, and then they, of course, the announcement came out that it was Resident Evil Seven. After that,
1: now this next game I never heard of. Hmm. I know nothing about. I know you and I were talking about it, and I no clue.
0: So this game was called Agent, and this was on PS2. This was supposed well. I think it eventually got announced for PS2 and PS3 came out. They said it was going to be on PS3 or whatever. But this was in development for a number of years, and it got rebooted. Uh, But the game was called Agent, and it was made by Rockstar. It was an exclusive to PlayStation. It was a big announcement at E3 one year. Like, hey, PlayStation has this exclusive Rockstar game coming. And, you know, it was supposed to be kind of like, you know, like a James Bond, but with a Rockstar feel. Like, that sounds awesome. It sounds like a really cool game. Never saw the light of day. And only recently did people start talking about this. One of the former developers gave out some information and like they did have a playable build and like it wasn't very good and then it got rebooted I think once and then they tried to reboot it a third time and like shortly after that was about to start or had just started, they, they canceled it before they even really started working on it. Hmm. But how cool would that have been, man? Like an exclusive Rockstar game on PlayStation? That would have been awesome.
1: And there were there were pictures and demos and stuff
0: out. There was pictures. I don't think there was ever an, a demo. They the, the the team made playable builds, of course, and uh, so the okay. team was playing with it. But um, if I remember correctly, that guy uh, who who was talking about it said the uh, basically the direct like they needed to like rework the game. They knew they needed to reboot it, so they started mm-hmm. to reboot a second time, and through that process. You know, one of the Grand Theft Auto games, or maybe it was Reddit. I'm pretty sure, was, I th- I'm pretty sure it was like GTA 4 or something. Um, you know, Rockstar started putting all their eggs into that basket. which, <laughs> Why would you not, right? Like, <laughs> you guys are over here working on this thing that's not really working out. Let's just go make finish yeah. up a uh, Grand Theft Auto and make a ton of money. Um, and then when they went to revisit it, they just were like, "This is, you know, too much time had passed, and they're probably just like." I don't know, that's not, it's not yeah. worth doing this okay. anymore.
1: Yeah, man, I gotta go back and do my research because I don't remember hearing about this game, seeing any anything on this game, like nothing.
0: Go watch the E3 video; you'll see. Like it was a big announcement, Wes. It was like a huge okay. announcement at the time,
1: and I, right, I couldn't tell you what
0: year it was from. But it was it was during like the the I want to say like the end of the PS2 era, getting like you know before PS3 came out. Okay, I'll check it out. All right, next up we got doom 4 doom 4 never saw the light of day and to wes's point about some of these games it was probably a good thing Um, this was after doom 3 they were looking to make a new doom doom 3 was fine it was okay it wasn't the best doom but then we got doom 2016 and they shuttered doom and like they really rebuilt this game you know they started from the ground up and like you know there's there's a bunch of uh interviews and stuff with them talking about making doom 2016 and how you know, they basically threw out Doom Fork entirely. They just just canceled it all. We're like, no, we're not using this as a baseline. We're not doing anything, and they made Doom twenty sixteen from the ground up. And you know, questions they were asking themselves like, what is Doom? What is like why why would you want to play Doom? And they started from there. And man, the, the way the way Doom twenty sixteen starts, you can see that's all over that game. Did you you play twenty Doom right?
1: I don't remember. Which one was that? God,
0: Wes. that wasn't that wasn't Eternal, right? No, it was before. It was the one before Eternal.
1: Was it just called Doom?
0: Yes. I didn't. Might be I one of the best know. first person shooters I've ever played.
1: But technically, wouldn't that be considered Doom Four? Or Doom Four was something completely they just different?
0: no Doom Four was something completely different. Doom Four was in the in the works, and that ended up getting canceled. And okay. then they made Doom. Which which is now people call it Doom 2016, and that was like a full reboot of Doom. Okay, so Doom 2016, or you know, to your point, it's just called Doom. That game is amazing. That I mean, the the first there's games that start out rough, and you're like, oh, I don't know if I can get through this, and you get through, you're like, all right, that's not Doom 2016. Doom 2016 just kicks the damn door down a second, like you open up the game. It's like let's do this, it's like oh my, and, and it never stops. It never really. The whole game is fantastic, Wes, from front to back. Now, Eternal, I have problems with. Mm -hmm. People who have listened to me for a while probably know I'm not going to go on a diatribe about my issues with Doom Eternal, but many people love Doom Eternal. I don't blame them for it. It It's not for me. They fundamentally changed a core aspect of the game, and it's it's different.
1: Okay. Yeah, no, I haven't done Eternal or Doom. I think the last Doom I actually played was 3. On 360.
0: If you like shooters, Wes, I'm telling you, man. Top tier. Easily in the the, the top 10 shooters I've ever played in my okay. life. Okay. Maybe so top I wonder, five.
1: I wonder if they're ever going to go back and revisit Doom 4.
0: Oh, no. They scrapped that thing.
1: Okay, it's, so it's done, done. It's okay. dead in the
0: water. <laughs> yeah. They completely just were like, no, this isn't <laughs> this isn't happening. Which is kind of funny because, you know, Doom 3 had, had struggles too. But what would have been Doom 4 just disappeared. Vaporware.
1: V- vaporware. There
0: you go. The last piece of vaporware hits me right in the heart. This game, I only went to 1E3. And I want to say it was during, oh my God, was it 2011? It might have been 2011. But Star Wars 13, 13 was all over that place. There was giant, like when you first walked into uh, the convention center in LA, there was a giant you know Star Wars thing. I think there was a video playing also. It was all over the place, Wes. And I was so stoked. This looked like, an amazing Star Wars game. The game was canceled, but it looked amazing.
1: What kind of game was it?
0: It's like an action, like an action game, third person. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. But it was more story focused and stuff, so it, it kind of went off the back of what, what, the, what the hell were those other Star Wars games called? Force Unleashed. Sorry. Oh, we we'll cut all that dead time out, but yeah, Force Unleashed was uh, the one I was thinking of. It was like after those. So it was like Force Unleashed 1, Force Unleashed 2 and then I don't know if it was the same team or not. I think this was a different team that was making this. But it just looked incredible, like everything. Everything they showed was like like the Star Wars game you would have wanted. Obviously time has passed and we did get mm-hmm. a fantastic Star Wars game with uh Jedi uh, Fallen Order and mm-hmm. then Jedi Survivor. So I mean we eventually got you know something really good from there.
1: Oh man, if it was in the vein of of uh Force Unleashed Oh, man, Force Unleashed War, they were so good. They were awesome games.
0: It was like that, but like times 10. Like, Wow. And it was, you know, I think there was going to be a little bit more open, not like a full open world, but I just think uh-huh. there was going to be a lot more stuff to do than like the linearity of those other games.
1: Okay. Well, I wonder if they're going to take some elements of that because we have Star Wars Outlaws coming out. I wonder, if, which is kind of open world star wars game so like i said some of these games that we talk about as vaporware i wonder if they take some of those ideas and just kind of hold on to them and refine them and throw them into something else maybe as
0: long as long as the same company is making them because i'm sure there's like legalities if you leave Mm -hmm. you can't take those ideas with you and try to use them elsewhere
1: (laughs) i'm sure i'm sure
0: so if those same people not maybe not even the same people but if those if new teams are working on similar projects, I'm sure they could probably draw something if, if they have like old documents or if some of those yeah. old people were still around, you know?
1: Yeah, man. I mean, that's just a few games we talked about, but man, it was there's so much vaporware out there <laughs> through, the, through history of video games. It's sad.
0: Yeah, there's tons. So we didn't cover them all here. You know, if you guys want to let drop a comment, let us know some vaporware ones you would want us to cover in the future. We will check that out.
1: So, next we're going to talk about probably one of the best apps a true collector could ever download. Matt turned turned me on to it, and it made my life so much easier, and it's the best thing I've ever done. If you are a video game collector, your life would be so much better if you just go ahead and download GameEye. Oh, so good. So good. They cover peripherals but man cataloging your 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 collection
0: they did start covering print media too which is uh one of their newer things so you can put like strategy guides on there
1: as awesome as game eye is it's free which is crazy i pay i'd pay for this in a heartbeat
0: yeah yeah i definitely would too this is like, if you guys, I mean, there, there's other apps, there's other things that you guys can use out there. Um, you can you can use an Excel doc like I almost did. And then I was like, there's got to be a better way. And then I, that's when I found Game GameEye. <laughs> um, but, you know, there's all sorts of things you can do. Uh, there's other apps, but this is, the biggest thing is it's free. It works extremely well. And they're always updating and adding new stuff. Like there's going to be a new database that you can use that's going to be like online. It's in like a beta period now but eventually there's going to be like a full website database that goes along with it it won't be just an app anymore
1: oh really okay
0: yeah i mean it, it still kind of functions like that when you're on there but like i said they're still working all all that stuff out but mm-hmm. they're always making updates always making improvements to Wes's point it's free
1: it's free i i just want i just want to meet the guys that created this app and i would i would bow before them it's It's app is so good because not only does it categorize your collection, it gives you pricing. Mm -hmm. It gives you current market value pricing. When you input a new title, and it's so easy because you can either scan the barcode or enter it manually. And then you can determine if it's a loose, if it's complete, if it's still sealed. And it gives you a price based on what you input. It's so, so easy. I love this app. I love this app.
0: Yeah, it's um, it's phenomenal. It works super simple. Um, There was a big update in the past few months that, that kind of recategorized some things. So there was a point where like you could add stuff and it might, they might be added like 15 times. And you might have the, the one version that's not really being tracked on there. But they've kind of updated it now where... They purged everything, so if you were an existing user, you had to kind of figure that out and move some stuff around. But if you're a brand new user, you're not going to have that problem at all. You're going to know, you know, what the right one to add is. There won't be really any other option. Okay. Um, yeah, the, the other thing I like about it is how you can, you can sort by systems. So if I wanted to just look at my NES collection, I could do that. Mm-hmm. You know, it'll give you... Uh, it'll give you an overview price of the entire NES, you know, library that you have on your collection, and they'll give you like an estimate of like how much that library is worth, and then it breaks it down individually per title. Mm-hmm. Um, and these prices are all, you know, I'm sure they're tied to like eBay or price charting or something like that, but it is always updating and getting, you know, right, you know, pretty damn accurate information. You know, the, the, I've never seen anything on here that's far off from, you know, what the going price should be. It's it's mostly pretty accurate.
1: Yeah, pretty much. And then another cool thing, when you're in your system and looking at games for that particular system, it tells you your top three most expensive games in that in that category. So if you pull up, you know, Nintendo sixty four, it'll show you your top three games in that for that system. It's just I was like, man, this this app gets better and better.
0: It does. They keep they keep improving it. So if you guys don't have Game Eye, uh, it's a strong strong recommend from both Wes and I. Go download it. It's free. It's on iOS. It's on stinky androids. If you're like Wes, <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, it'll work on there. And again, the website will be up soon. Um, I don't know when exactly. I just know that they're working on it because I signed up for like the beta and stuff. And man, when that website's up, dude, that's gonna be awesome. I want to be able to do so much more stuff. Uh, i know i'm really i'm really curious to see what they do with analytics because i I bet you there's going to be a ton more because these guys are clearly pretty nerdy right i guarantee you there's going to be a lot more analytics and and, like things you can filter through i'm going to be digging into that hardcore just being like all right well what are you know because when you go to price charting you're trying to look up like all right well what are the most Mm -hmm. expensive n64 games you can find it but it's like kind of convoluted and like Mm -hmm. it's random crap in there too you know it's not just games it's like well what is this like well this this shouldn't really count why is this on here and i'm sure they're gonna filter out all that stuff like they're collectors they're gonna they're gonna have it in a functional way that makes sense you know
1: oh yeah oh yeah and you know the cool thing is to also too it's uh it doesn't track just physical it if you have digital you can input digital also
0: that's a good call wes yeah that's that's really important if you if you go to buy, you know, I buy stuff digitally and physically. So if I go to if I'm at like a convention I'm like, "Oh crap, did I buy this? I don't know." You just grab your app and check.
1: Mhm.
0: Because there's a ton of stuff I have digitally that might have slipped my mind, right? I I know a lot more of my physical games than I do my digital ones, but it's always good to have a reference point.
1: Oh yeah. Uh when I go game hunting out in the wild and I I pull out my Game Eye, it just see what i have what i don't have but it's just it's so good now i just want to let everybody know we are in no way affiliated with game Eye.
0: no they don't sponsor us nothing they don't pay for any anything um
1: i just think this is the best app i have ever downloaded
0: yeah it's worth the the investment of of doing this and hitting yes because it doesn't cost you anything again <laughs>
1: Right. I mean, it's depending upon the size of your collection, it, it's a little time consuming initially because you have to input every game into your into the app. But right. once you, you tell do it, what you
0: have, that's right.
1: It's 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 there. Um, I think the only and this is this is me really nitpicking. I think the only downfall for me, and it's maybe because I'm on Android, is when I get a new phone and try to import my game eye to my new phone. It's, it's not easy.
0: I haven't had a new phone in probably three or four years. Uh, so I don't know what that's going to look like when I get a new one. But if I, if I had it on my phone before mm. then I had no problems, but I have an iPhone. So <laughs> I'm done.
1: yeah, I know when I got a new phone and I tried to import, my game I from my old phone to the new phone and I had to download like an extra app yeah like an Explorer app to to save my file to my Google Drive and then upload it but then it wouldn't upload into game I it kept trying to upload into like a whole nother app.
0: They, they do it all man it's free. Come on get in there.
1: everybody get your game eye on.
0: Yeah, and if they if they end up charging for you guys in the future, just pay them the five or ten, whatever the hell they charge you. It's worth it. Like, you, just use the app for a few months, and you're gonna be like, "How are these guys doing this for free?" That's exactly what you're gonna say to yourself. Oh yeah, you know,
1: I mean, I recommend like for the, the comic collectors, you know, the CLZ app, and they were charging like fifteen dollars, but it, it let you input as many comics as you have. The, the free version they capped you at a hundred, but mm. for fifteen dollars it was worth it and it was it's it's great so i mean game eye is free come on y'all get on it
0: now what i want to know is if you guys if you don't use game eye what do you use drop a comment let us know what you are using out there is there a different app that you think is better um you know maybe Wes and i'll check it out and compare the two in a future video but let us know Do you guys use game Eye yourself drop a comment let us know
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, I'm curious to see what other forms uh, people use to, to categorize their collection. If there's something different, let us know. But right now, I'm all about game eye.
0: <laughs> all right, guys. So next, we're going to hop into some game variants uh, to look out for. So these are variants of games that are, you know, maybe in like a subset or something, part of something else. But these are games that are, you know, going to be a little bit more sought after. Um, that have specific variants so we're going to start out with the easy breezy one west west let's start with ninja gaiden black so now now this has been a long time so i'm not going to hold against you but do you remember the differences between the original ninja gaiden and black
1: i do i'm trying to remember so i want to say black had an an additional not that the game the game was hard as it was but i think black had a it an additional difficulty setting and it added a few extra levels to it if I'm if I'm not mistaking. I could be wrong. Um, but I want to say that was like one of the differences.
0: It was still something along those lines for sure that the, the harder level sounds right, even though <laughs> to your point, it was hard as hell to begin with. And uh, there was definitely extra content in the game. I don't know if there was additional mm-hmm. levels, but there was definitely a significant amount that would make you want to, I, I've traded in my regular version and bought the black version, you know. I don't even have the regular version anymore. I only have the black version. But that is definitely the one that's more sought after. It's a little bit more expensive, too. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I want to say it could have... i it, Consider black like the director's cut.
0: Yeah, kind of like that. That's a good way to put it.
1: Yeah, so you had the regular Ninja Gaiden for Xbox... And then I think it was what a year later it, they came out with Black.
0: Yeah, it was probably around a year, year and a half later, somewhere around there. But uh, Black is going for a loose copy today, sixteen dollars, complete in box. You're looking at twenty six bucks, so not too expensive at all. If you got yourself a sealed copy, you're looking at ninety four dollars. Uh, and again, these are on the original Xbox.
1: Yeah, that's not that's not crazy, you that's know. Fun. It's really not that bad. I mean, even for a complete in box, you know, under 30 bucks for such an awesome game.
0: One of the best original Xbox games, Wes. Mhm. Definitely. Now,
1: one. um I'm curious to see just like the different price difference um, between the regular one and and black.
0: Um I actually didn't look up that data. Hold on. I'm, but, looking, uh, it up. I'm looking it up right now. Okay.
1: The difference between the original Ninja Gaiden for Xbox and Black, a complete in box is about fifteen bucks because you're looking at at ten dollars for a complete in box version of Ninja Gaiden for Xbox.
0: Okay, I mean that's if you're looking at it, like percentage wise, that's mm-hmm. over a hundred percent more, right? No, it's a little less. Sorry, it would be thirty dollars. So yeah, um, still about eighty five or something. That's that's a pretty big percentage increase.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I mean it's like I said it's not crazy but it was uh it's definitely worth picking up. For sure.
0: Oh wait, you said it was $10. Yeah, it was over 100%.
1: I'm an yeah. idiot. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah, if it, because if the original one was $10, 100% is 20 bucks.
0: Right. So and this was 26. Right. So yeah, mm-hmm. over 100% more for the uh for the black edition. So definitely clearly get yourself the black edition.
1: Actually, you know what? Cuz I'm reading I'm reading a synopsis on my game eye, um, and it, it actually talked about black included because there were there were two uh, DLC. There were two what they called hurricane packs that were free downloads. That it came with all the downloadable content. They improved some of the bugs, um, and they added. There were there definitely was some extra stuff because then it it came out as. Ninja Gaiden Sigma for PlayStation for PlayStation mm-hmm. 3. Yeah, that's right. So, that's that that was basically the difference.
0: Okay, cool. Yeah, so check out Ninja Gaiden over there on the OG Xbox. Mm-hmm. This next one was an interesting one. Um we did a little bit of research for this. So, this is Spider-Man 2 Electro for PlayStation 1. Now there's a version out there that people were referred to as the 9/11 edition, and basically what had happened was obviously 9/11 happened, right? Well, the end of the game, and I think different sections of the game, there are uh, the Twin Towers were inside the mm-hmm. game, and I think the final boss you actually fight on the, the Twin Towers, and they they basically edited the game to remove references to it. This I was probably too too fresh in people's minds uh, for them to want to leave that in the game, so they removed it. Now. If you get a PAL version, it still has that in there, but if you have the North American version, it, it does not. And mm. for the longest time, nobody, you know, really had an idea of how you know. Basically, the question was this: Is there an identifiable way of you telling from the outside of the case, you know, without putting a disc in and finding out is this the 9/11 edition or is this the regular one? Um, so we do need to give credit to somebody because I, I actually checked out a YouTube video from this person. His name is Jason. Uh, his uh, channel is GameRaveTV. And the episode that we're going to be using is... Uh, well, he actually let us put the footage in here, so you'll probably see some clips. Uh, but the title of the episode was Spider-Man 2 Enter Electro 911 Variant Hunter. So you can check that out over on his channel. But basically what he discovered was this. The 9-11 version uh, had to be the earliest version of the game. And the original print that wasn't really released to public, I'm I'm assuming this was like to internal people, um, you know, probably a PlayStation, and then whoever the publisher was probably had copies of these. But in the back where the barcode is, this was a common thing that PlayStation did with their games because I have a bunch of them. They would hole punch the barcode. Mm-hmm. And that hole punch basically is the equivalent of them saying this game is not for resale. Yep. And so Jason went online. He found a hole punch copy. And his theory was these, this has to be the earliest version of the game. So he's going to buy a hole punch copy. Uh, he bought a sealed one. Open that up for the first time uh, to make sure. You know, he. Uh, I, hey, it had to be <laughs> done. It was for resale. I know. So I don't want to ruin this whole video. I want you guys to go watch this video on his channel. But I do need to go over the outcome. The outcome was that hole punch version most certainly was the 9-11 edition. So if you're need, if you out in the wild and you're hunting for the 9-11 edition, flip that bad boy over, and if there's a hole punch through the back, you're probably on the right path. Now, to his point, who, people could swap discs. Who the hell knows? Until he put the game mm-hmm. in the system and played it, you don't know until you're in the menus because it looks the same on the outside other than that hole punch. Um. But that's the variant that you guys want to look out for. And that's why I wanted to explain all that. So, Wes, you want to go over the pricing? Because I'm tired of talking about this.
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, th- the pricing we're going to give you is um, from August of last year, 2023 to today. So a loose copy of the 9-11 edition, which is just the disc, you're looking oh. at 100
0: 100- One One thing to, to reference, when we used Game Eye for the prices mm-hmm. that Wes is about to give you, this is the PAL version. There was no North America version listed on Game Eye. So we're using the PAL version for these prices. Go ahead, Wes.
1: Yep. Yeah. yeah, no problem, man. You're looking at $107 for just a CD. A complete inbox, you're looking at $145. That's kind of hefty for a PlayStation game. Yeah. It really is. I'm like, wow. Especially um, a PAL version. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for real. And then a sealed copy, uh, you're looking at like $378 oh man for spider-man 2 electro like the game the, the first one was was really good it was enjoyable the second one okay yeah, it was pretty much a lot of the same but never i never would have expected the variant to be worth that much money
0: yeah you, you know what's funny i recently found out about this variant too i, I don't even know how i stumbled across it no idea but when I started hearing about it, uh, we knew what we were going to cover on this. So then I started doing some research and I'm like, well, I, I was asking myself the same questions, like, well, how the hell do you know if you have this version? Mm-hmm. And then I'm looking at it and I find Jason's video and it's like, it was only from four months ago, Wes. He just did that video four months ago. You would think this was like from you. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> he just figured out a solution to, you know, identifying the game from the outside, which is awesome because you don't have to pop the disc in. You can relatively guess if it's sealed, then you're good to go. But if it's not sealed, you know, then you're taking a gamble whether someone switched the disc or not, you know?
1: Yeah. So now, I mean, being it, it was only four months ago, it just makes me wonder. It's like, is that game out in the wild? Like, you know, how many, how many are floating around?
0: I'm. don't think There's too many. And I think something like that, the price is probably going to go up, especially as more collectors get their eyes on it. Mm-hmm. I can only imagine it going up. But if you have a whole punch copy, what I'm more curious about is how many people actually have one that's not a whole punch copy that has the 911 variant on it. Because again, I'm not saying that those don't exist. What I'm saying is the whole punch is a identifiable way of you knowing that it should be the 911 version of the game. Mm-hmm. You know, if you, if you just buy one, that's not that you're taking a total gamble.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I hear you.
0: Um, so yeah, that's that's one of the more interesting ones that we have on here. We're actually going to start moving up a little bit in the prices, though. So the next one we wanted to look at was Resident Evil. Now, there is two different versions there. I'm sorry. There are two different versions of the Director's Cut. So the Director's Correct. Cut itself has two variants. <laughs> there's a two-disc right. version <laughs> and a, and a single-disc version. And there's also Resident Evil Long Box. we're going to look at. Wes, where would you like to begin with these three Man. variants of Resident Evil?
1: It's like you had we had the regular long box, which was the original Resident Evil that came out day mm-hmm. one. And then Sony decided to go from long box to jewel case.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then they were like, okay, so we're going to go jewel case and we're going to throw in a director's cut. And not only did they give us one director's cut, they gave us two director's cuts. And the difference is, is one comes with two discs and one comes with just one disc
0: that's right And the pricing is all over the place for this
1: it is it is I mean even okay so we're gonna just start with the original long box of 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 the game and that's that's the one that is pretty sought after. It's just the boxes didn't hold up well so if you find one you know make sure the boxes is in, is in really good shape. A complete inbox for the the long box, you're looking at
0: $140. Yep.
1: $140. uh, The reason there's
0: no loose on here, by the way, is because you need the box for that variant. No one cares. You don't have a long box variant if you have a loose copy. (laughs) So that just to be clear, exactly. That's why there's no loose copy for this. But go ahead, Wes, I'm sorry.
1: Even even sealed, you know, if you could still find a long box sealed, you're looking at $364.
0: And that's probably is, gonna go up too, I would imagine.
1: But the crazy thing, this is this is I can't believe I'm looking at these numbers. This peaked in July of 2022, is that twenty-one thousand dollars?
0: It is, and the only reason I put it in there was to show what? you how how ridiculous the bubble was. Uh, Because when I was looking at part, you guys will see the chart. I'm going to put it on here from price charting. But you just see like this, this, and then you see like the pandemic. And it's like, whoo, like a straight line up. And right after the pandemic, it's like a straight line down. Someone decided, someone bet their house on that. You know, like, oh, here, I'm going to spend $20,000. Maybe not a house, but a car. "Uh, I'm going to spend $20,000 on this game. And then like, literally like within a few months, that price just like, (laughs) totally fell off a cliff compared to that. $21,000
1: for that's like the whole Mario thing. I mean, we won't get Mm -hmm. into that, but it was like it. But who would still have a sealed long box copy of Resident Evil? Everybody bought that game to play it.
0: Can you imagine spending $21,286 on a sealed copy and we're here in the beginning of 2024, so Mm -hmm. about a year and a half later, and your game's worth $364 worth? Your $20,000 game is worth $360. $300. That's crazy. Man, <laughs> people were going nuts over that, dude. They were going crazy over the sealed these sealed games are going to be worth so much money. You guys are freaking out of your minds.
1: That's insane. That's insane. But then we'll get into the director's cut versions and the single disc version non-greatest hits because it they did do a greatest hits version also. You know, the loose where the director's cut was $18. Mm -hmm. The complete in box, you're looking at 35 and sealed 185, which, okay, I could, I could see that. And really the difference between the original and the director's cut was that you had that intro, the end, the, uh, I think it was like the live action intro.
0: Mm, Yeah.
1: They added back into it. Mm hmm with the dogs and everything. Yeah. But the gameplay was the same.
0: Yeah, I don't think the gameplay changed very much on those.
1: No, it was I think it was just that the, the intro movie was different.
0: Sounds about right. And then we have the two disc version uh which is a little bit more sought after than the one disc version. Uh loose is 30 bucks, complete in box is 75. Um, so that's almost, that's twice as much, right? Yeah. That's twice as much as the complete in box for the single disc sealed. You're looking at one ninety five, So only $10 more than the single disc version, but yeah, both, both the director's cuts version are, are not as expensive as the long box version clearly. And if you're looking for director's cut, the two disc version is worth more than the single disc version.
1: Correct. Correct um so yeah if if you if you're out in the wild you know look and and you come across the director's cut and you know it's funny because at level up we do get the director's cut but nine times out of ten it's the single disc version only
0: yeah that's probably just the most common one which is why most people want the double the double disc plus there's something else on that double disc that's important to them who the hell knows it's probably a demo or something stupid (laughs) i have no idea
1: well we might as well stay on the resident evil train and since we talked about one, let's talk about Resident Evil 2. That's right. Because there were two versions of Resident Evil 2 for PlayStation.
0: And it was you all had, because the controller changed. That's
1: it. You had the original one that released. And then a couple months later, we got the DualShock version because Sony released the DualShock controller. And, and right on it, it says, on the box, it's it says... Dual Shock version
0: correct now this one is going to be um i didn't put the original on here i just wanted to show you guys that this is the more sought after one Mm it's 30 bucks loose 57 dollars complete in box and if you find yourself a sealed one all these horror games are going up this is 200 bucks for a sealed copy and when i say going up i mean i don't mean like pandemic prices but i mean they're they're more than you would you you would assume Mm -hmm. you know what i mean oh yeah that's like $57 I, complete in box for resident evil 2 was one of the most popular ps2 games and it's $57 complete in box like that's a lot for something that was one of the most popular ps2 games
1: that is a lot yeah it's a lot i mean it's it's under 100 but that's still a lot
0: yeah for again because i'm just talking about the print run right the print run was mm-hmm. freaking huge yes it was and $57 so you can see it's still you know pretty sold after we got to talk about this one again. So if you guys haven't watched our videos, <laughs> we, we did we did talk about this, I think, I don't know, two, three months ago, something like that. But it came up as a surprise to Wes and I, so we had to discuss it. And we just want to bring it back really quick just to show you guys where it's at right now. NBA Ballers, the Platinum Hits Xbox version, is one of the more expensive Xbox games. Uh, surprisingly so. Wes, would you like to do the honors? <laughs> who who would thought? Who would have thought? If I, I would have probably, if I never known this, West I would have looked at it in a pawn shop and put it right back down. I probably would have saw it for like a dollar and been like, eh, who wants, who wants this? And yeah. put it right back.
1: You know, because we're, we're, we're talking about game variants. So there was, you know, the NBA Ballers regular, but specifically the Platinum Hits version
0: mm-hmm.
1: is the one we're talking about. Because loose, you're talking at
0: $60. Yep, for disc only a complete has that silver complete, platinum on it.
1: Right, complete in box. $335
0: for an original Xbox game.
1: For original Xbox game, I mean if you happen to come across a sealed one, you're going to spend $800 easy. Mm-hmm. But it's funny because I was out in the wild at a game store which uh a video will be coming soon. Nice. And uh I he he just happens to have one and i'm like wait what and i was like we were just talking about this and i took a picture and i sent it to you he said look what he's got
0: <laughs> that's freaking awesome did he did he know it was that much money or did he have no idea
1: he had a he had an england he knew
0: okay he knew. yeah I think, I think he seems like he's on top of pretty much everything
1: yeah uh if you know for people who don't know we did a video of guess the price with um Keith from Jersey Video Games down here in, in Hamilton and uh so it's it's him. he just has a he opened up another sh- a, a new shop because his old shop was too small. So, yeah, uh, yeah, he I'm going to do a video of his new store with a bun- all the goodies, but he's the one that that happened to come across this and I'm like, "Wow.
0: And dude has dude. everything. I don't know where he gets his stuff from."
1: I know. And that and that video when we were guessing the price, he pulls out a GameCom
0: <laughs> what i would have never thought about GameCon again for the rest of my life he didn't pull that out i was like, well, I, don't <laughs> <That's> like <laughs> I haven't seen one of those in a lifetime
1: i know i know but yeah man nba ball is platinum hits that's that's definitely one of the variants if you're out there looking that's the one to get
0: no doubt wes have you ever played clay fighters i did and i liked it did the Genesis one or the N64 one? Which version did you play? Did you play them both?
1: I you know what? I bought them for both. I did cuz the Super Nintendo one looked better.
0: Oh yeah, there was a Super Nintendo one. That's right. Yeah,
1: okay. the Super, the Super Nintendo version looked better than the Genesis version and it was it was Claymation characters in a fighter. Mm-hmm. Uh so yeah, so I do remember I do remember Clay Fighters. And it it was it was what it was. It was enjoyable. It was different.
0: It was different. I think it was I rented different. it on Genesis, and I was like, "This is fine." <laughs> <But> it's, <laughs> it's nothing I would have been rushing out to buy. Like it was a fine little fighting game. But when it got to N sixty four, it was it mm-hmm. was three D right. And this game had an awesome name, like name I loved, because I, it was it was such a like. You know how everybody had oh, Bomberman 64 and this 64, mm-hmm. Super Mario 64, everything was 64, so they called it Clay Fighters 63 and a third. I was like, that's fantastic. Like, it, it's also reminiscent of uh, uh what's that? That uh, Naked Gun like 33 and a third, or something. <laughs> like that's awesome, man. Anyways, I always like the name, but the version we're talking about is a blockbuster exclusive version, uh, which you. Could eventually buy, you know, they sold these at some point, uh, but the print run, print run was very low. It's one of the most sought after N sixty four games. Would you like to do the honors, west? Oh,
1: oh my goodness! If you come across a Clay Fighters, uh, this, the sculptor's cut, it's going to set you back just the cartridge eleven hundred dollars, eleven hundred and seventy one to be exact. Mm-hmm. That's just
0: crazy. for the cartridge.
1: Just for the cartridge. If you are fortunate enough to keep your box and the instructions with it, complete in box, you're looking at
0: fifty eight hundred dollars. Mm hmm. Because again, these are blockbuster games, so they probably threw away some of those boxes. Many of those boxes were like just didn't care when they sold these. They probably sold most of them loose, or like in one of those plastic blockbuster cases. Yeah, I
1: was going to say yeah, because if you bought like stuff from Blockbuster, you you always got like the the plastic blockbuster case. Mm-hmm. And it was like just a game.
0: Maybe you got an instruction booklet if you were lucky, but that was probably
1: Maybe. about it. Maybe. But even still, like if if you happen to come across a sealed one, it's gonna set you back almost eighteen thousand
0: dollars. Again, no who has a you know, this happened to... Like, those things got lost somewhere. That's how they're eight they're eighteen thousand dollars because there was boxes in them that got lost. Mm-hmm. Or someone dropped one behind something in a blockbuster and they never thought about the game again. Because not many people probably did. And then eventually they tore down the store and they found it. That's that's the yep. way I imagine them finding yep. sealed copies of this game.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I'm, I'm just thinking about the print run. Well, it was a Blockbuster exclusive. So I'm sure there was a
0: big chain. But you, you got to imagine that they weren't having, like, what's the most a Blockbuster would have? Like, let's talk about a Blockbuster in New York City, right? Or Los Angeles. How many copies of this game do you think were on a, a, a blockbuster in LA? Play Fighters? Five tops, if Five then. tops. And that's in a if major then. city. So I'm assuming most stores got one, right? Uh, you you would have maybe two. Maybe two. Maybe. But the major city is getting like five. Mm-hmm. So if they had like, you know, I don't know. I'm just saying the print runs probably like sub. Five thousand, definitely below ten thousand.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, probably, probably. But
0: I think that today the lowest print run you can get of any game is a thousand copies. Like, if you were to order a game for PlayStation mm-hmm. to print, you have to order in like like thousand is like the minimum you can order. So back then, you would figure thousands also the minimum they could order. So maybe okay. there's only a thousand, but. There was probably more than a thousand blockbusters, I would imagine. Like, what This is like peak blockbuster, right?
1: Oh, yeah. Because you figure every state had a blockbuster.
0: Oh, every, I would say every state had multiple blockbusters. Like, you know, many blockbusters. Think about how many would have just been in New York or LA. Mm-hmm.
1: Bro, I'm just thinking, man. You know there's like one blockbuster still in existence in the United States? It's in
0: Bend, Oregon.
1: We should, I wonder if he has that game. <laughs> it's like, you still have video games?
0: I don't know that they do. I know they have DVDs, but you come out here to California West and make a trip up to Bend. I'll figure <laughs> something out. I'll go to Bend. Finally, we're going to end with probably the biggest NES game that was part of a regular release. So we're not talking about um, the world champions, you know, the Nintendo World Championships carts, the silver or the gray and the gold. Those are probably the most expensive ones, but those were never an official release by Nintendo. This was, this is Stadium Events, and it's like Family Fitness Fun Stadium Events or something like that. It has some weird name, but it's just called Stadium Events. That's what we're going to call for the purpose of the video.
1: I don't remember this game. I don't remember this at all.
0: Do you remember Track and Field with the power pad? I do. Okay. This, that was the same game reskinned. But before that, a different company owned it. I want to say it was like Bandai or something,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and they made this. They made this power pad, uh, called it something else, the Family Fitness Fun Pad or something like that, and they basically made Track and Field, and they sold the game for a very short period of time, because Nintendo bought it from them. They bought the licensing rights. They rebranded it Track and Field, and they rebranded it the pad, the power pad, and Nintendo basically took those repackaged them and sold them the game was basically identical you know mm. identical other than you know track and field now says you know stadium events turned into track and field the power pad i think looks different also because they released them for such a short period of time it caused the game to go up a lot so the values here are extremely high which we just wanted to look at one of the more higher price things you know since we're looking at different variants so this is a variant of the same game this is Track and field, just the harder, much harder to find version of it. Uh, and this is Stadium Events, loose copy, $16,100, complete mm. box, $55,000, cool. sealed, $33,139. And those are today's prices. Today's January 12th.
1: So I'm wondering why the complete box is more expensive than the sealed.
0: I was wondering that too. I don't know the right answer for it. Um, the one thing I can think of. This sealed ones are probably so rare that it's mm. been a very, very long time since this sealed one was probably sold. Okay. okay. That's the only thing I can think of. That's the only thing that makes any sense because you figure the complete and box ones were continuing to sell over time, which is why the price has risen. Mm-hmm. And maybe that, that sealed one, you know, just hasn't been sold in a really long time. That's my theory anyway. Okay. Let's look at the peak. Cause this is always fun to do. <laughs> uh We got one. We have two pandemic year ones. So let's look at the complete in box first, because this was not a pandemic year. The highest price for the complete in box box was in May of 2016. It went for seventy five thousand dollars, and today it's fifty five thousand. So it's it's twenty thousand dollars less than it was going for in May 2016. Let's look at the two peaks: the loose and the sealed the loose during the November of 2022 $19,459 loose today was $16,100 so about a $3,000 difference there the sealed is just insane
1: <laughs> mm.
0: <laughs> so the just a reminder today's price for a sealed one is $33,139 the sealed one in April of 2022 Two hundred and forty-seven thousand dollars and eight. Or I'm sorry, two hundred forty-seven thousand eight hundred twenty-two dollars. Two hundred thousand dollars. Oh my goodness! Basically, two hundred and fifty thousand dollars compared to thirty thousand dollars.
1: A quarter of a million dollars.
0: Again, think about spending two hundred and forty-seven thousand dollars on a game a few years ago. Two years ago, and now your game's worth thirty-three thousand dollars. <laughs> Those people were nuts, man. Nuts.
1: That's crazy. That's, that's crazy. That's just I man.
0: Yeah, the bubble burst. If you guys haven't realized it, the bubble has certainly burst on the sealed market. I'm not talking about anything else, but the the sealed collectors markets. Oh, so-
1: it's yeah, it definitely it's definitely it burst. Yeah. I mean, which is great because prices are coming down.
0: Yeah, that pissed me off because I think it really was affecting complete and box prices, you know. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm collecting, I'm buying this stuff. Like it's cool that my collection's value went up at the same time because complete and box went up. But I also still want to get the stuff I don't have. I'm not going to be paying through the teeth for it because these idiots want to spend two hundred forty thousand dollars on a game that's not even close to worth that amount.
1: Exactly. Exactly. You know. So we want to post a, a question. Uh, to you guys. So like what variants would you have added to, to this list? Um, you know, are there any variants that you're looking for. Is there any variants that you have in your collection? You know, shoot us a comment, let us know. Let's continue the conversation.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Please drop a comment on YouTube. If you're on podcast services, you can send us a message over on Twitter at nerd All right, Wes, let's wrap it up with a pulse check, sir. So we have a high game and a low game. Uh, usually we do games. Sometimes we do hardware in this situation. Mm-hmm. We're both doing games. This week, I had the high game, the higher mm-hmm. price game. You had the lower price game. Would you like to go first or second? I'll go second. Cannon Spike Dreamcast. This is a weird Capcom game that has, uh, like, all. It, it's not a oh. Smash Brothers game. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't play like Smash Brothers, but the idea of bringing all their sort of characters together, Capcom did this for Cannon Spike.
1: It was a top down shooter. Mm hmm that had capcom characters in it obscure ones
0: yeah definitely obscure ones and the game in general must not have sold well i'm sure it probably had again a low print run but this isn't the hardest to find dreamcast game but it's probably top 10 top 15 it's definitely one of the harder ones to get on your dreamcast and the price shows a loose copy today is 165 dollars complete in box is 300 bucks you find yourself a for uh, a sealed copy it's actually not bad when you compare it to the complete in bo- uh, box a sealed copy is only $453 that's not bad Wes.
1: that's not bad like you said especially since a complete in box is 300 bucks it's not not bad an extra 100 bucks or so get you a, a sealed one if you could find one
0: mhm mhm uh, we look at the peak though uh these are all pandemic prices February 2022, two hundred and sixty-seven dollars for a loose copy. That's about a hundred, almost exactly a hundred dollar difference. So it lost about a hundred dollars between February 2022 and January 2024. Complete in box three hundred and forty-one dollars. That was April of 2022, and currently it's three hundred. So not a not a huge difference there. Dropped a little bit.
1: Nah, you figure a complete in box dropped like within two years, roughly forty bucks. Yeah. That's I, not bad.
0: It definitely, for the higher price games, it definitely held onto its price a lot better than most games did through you know, this crash from the sealed market. Um, speaking of the sealed side, April 2021 was the peak, $964 compared to 453 today. So that lost almost half its value right there.
1: Yeah, I'm just sitting here thinking about the game itself. It's like, man, that game was, it was fun. It was, I mean, it's Capcom. Capcom... You know, just kept churning out goodness back then, but it it like I said, it had obscure characters. It had Charlie from Street Fighter. No, not Charlie. Nash mm-hmm. it had Nash from Street Fighter. And I want to say it had Mega Man in there too.
0: Yeah, I, n- I never played it, so I'm not sure, but I I would definitely pick this up. I have I have a lot of the heavy. Well, let me not say a lot. I have a good amount of heavy hitters on the Dreamcast, and this is one I would like to get in my collection.
1: Yeah, it was it was fun. It was a lot of fun when it came out. I haven't played it in a while. I think I may want to dig it out and play it again cuz it Thank was Thank you. It was it was fun. It was a lot of fun.
0: It looks awesome. All right, Wes, you're up sir.
1: So, my pick is I don't want is it is it an obscure game? I don't know. I would say but, it's more of a,
0: like a niche game. I don't know. Yeah. It's kind of, say it's so. not, it's not really obscure. It's uncommon. It's not something you're going to see every day, but it's also not like the hardest game in the world to find.
1: Which is true. So there was a PC game uh, that came out called American McGee's Alice. And basically it was a goth version of Alice in Wonderland, but it was a platformer. Mm-hmm. You know, Alice, the cover had Alice with like black hair. She had, you know, the traditional blue dress with the white apron, but she was holding a knife, a bloody knife and blood splatter. When I first saw this game, I was like, I gotta play this game. <laughs> I have to play this game. Fast forward a couple years later, we get a sequel, and it's called Alice, the Madness Returns. And the cool thing is that if you have never played the first one, they give you the first one with the second one. So you get both games.
0: Oh, I didn't know that.
1: Yeah. So okay. which is I, I'm like that's kind of cool. Uh again, it's a twisted take on Alice in Wonderland. And you know, today if for this game and I, we're talking about the 360 version well, cuz it came out
0: Before you get the price, let me ask you a question. What did you mm-hmm. think about it? enjoyed it
1: i enjoyed it a lot it was it, the controls were a little funky sometimes oh, but man. it was it was it was it was worth the wait i really liked it a lot
0: yeah it always looked cool uh i ended up buying it again digitally on the xbox 360 mm-hmm. for like four bucks maybe something like that i just i haven't played it like half my other games.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know it's not it's not crazy expensive because, you know, today a loose CD is twenty six dollars. A complete inbox is only a dollar more, twenty seven. That's nothing. And if you find a sealed copy, you're looking at sixty five dollars. So even a complete inbox box of twenty seven dollars that's not bad because it gives you both one and two, so you can experience both games.
0: Yeah, and it, and like I said that. This game is probably at least uncommon because I I would say if you go into most retro stores you're not going to see this you know. If you walked into ten retro stores, I think if you you, you'd probably see them in like three out of ten would be. I
1: agree, I agree. Uh, Now I don't think too many people bought it. Uh, We get it. I I've seen it in on our store and level up a a couple times, Mm -hmm. Uh, but it does sell. Like if it's on the shelf, it, it doesn't last too long.
0: Yeah, because it's like like I said, it's kind of uncommon. It's a weird, like little mm-hmm. oddity. It, it would be something a collector would pick up in like just a few seconds. Like, oh, that's interesting.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. But you know, the for for the peak, you know, the peak for uh, loose and complete in box was in November, um, and November two thousand eleven, and it peaked at thirty dollars for for a loose. And $32, which was May of 2020, right at the start of the pandemic, which was, it's not, that's still not too bad. So, I mean, you figure the complete inbox between then and now only dropped five bucks?
0: Yeah, that's nothing, man. Only, that's really nothing drop. at all. Yeah, that's not, nah, that's cake.
1: And the sealed one, it peaked in May of 2023 at $90, still sealed. So, you know, we're looking at roughly like a twenty-five dollar dip uh, yeah. between then and now for a sealed copy. But I, I've never seen a sealed one. Like now, it's, if I do find it, it they're usually complete.
0: Mm-hmm. Even
1: in the wild, I'll go and I'll I, if I see it on the shelf, it's it's usually complete. But it's uh it's it was it was a an interesting game.
0: Yeah, something I definitely need to check out in the future. So if you guys want something weird, interesting, and kind of uncommon, check out... Uh, what was his name?
1: Something America, American yeah. McGee's
0: Alice. How could you forget that name? <laughs> mm. check Dude, it it's,
1: out. A, it's a bloody version of Alice in Wonderland. Everybody should play it.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. All right, guys. That's going to do it for this edition of the Nerdthusias Gaming Podcast. Thank you for joining us today. I really appreciate it. Um, again, with me as always is Wes. Wes, where can people find you?
1: You can catch me on Instagram at Grendel5XBX and at Level Up Entertainment at the Hamilton Mall in Mays Landing, New Jersey. If you're ever in the area, stop by. Let's talk video games. Let's talk comic books. You know, Let's chat.
0: Uh, My name's Matt. You guys can follow me on Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it, at FromNJ2CA. The two is the number two. Follow the company as well. It's Nerdthusiast on all social media platforms. Consider supporting us over on Patreon, patreoncom Nerdthusiast. So you can support us for as little as one dollar a month, and we do really appreciate your support over there. Quick shout out to Peter for supporting us this month. Thank you, Peter. We truly appreciate you as well.
1: We do, Peter. Thank you. You know, we really appreciate um, what you do, what all our subscribers do. So, thank you guys.
0: Indeed. All right, guys. Until next time.
1: You all take care. Have a good one.